Okay, um, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us today. I'm happy to report that the number of people being diagnosed with COVID-19 has fallen in the last month. And the order we are releasing today takes another step in loosening gathering restrictions. In the fall, the number of people diagnosed with COVID-19 in Dane County peaked at a seven-day average of 490 individuals. That experience taught us a lot about our capacity as a public health and a healthcare community to prevent the spread of disease through isolation and quarantine and treat those who became sick. As more people got sick, we were unable to follow up with everyone to do contact tracing and our hospital systems were stressed in both taking care of COVID-19 patients and tending to the day-to-day -day health needs of the community. This is not a place we want to return to. As we learn more about the virus and cautiously adjust our orders in recognition of improving conditions, and as we vaccinate more people, we will continue to monitor where we stand. As we saw in the fall, things can change quickly and we may need to act swiftly if there is a dramatic increase in illness. This may be even more true as new virus variants spread across the world and the United States. Today, our seven-day case average is 107. While the number of people being diagnosed with COVID-19 is down, our actions and the activities we participate in still carry risk. As we have learned more about the virus in the last year, we have also learned that some activities and environments are riskier than others. Though this order is intended to reflect hope and progress, I also wanna stress caution. While we are progressing through a phase reopening, I continue to ask you to consider limiting the activities you engage in on a daily or weekly basis. In order 13, you will find updates related to face coverings, which are now required for gatherings of over 50 outside, and the language of, of best is, reflect, is updated to reflect CDC best practices. Gathering sizes are also differentiated for indoor and outdoor settings and for where food and drink are or are not served. Regarding sports, all sports are allowed as long as distancing is maintained, except when actively participating in the sport, masks are worn and gathering sizes are adhered to. There are a few other updates as well that are described in the order, in the press release, and outlined in our blog post. And you can always find supplemental guidance information on our website. The work that we have done here in Dane County has resulted in lower rates of infection and death than most of Wisconsin. I urge people who live in Dane County to continue to protect our progress by understanding the different levels of risk that activities carry. We know it is safer to limit contact with people you don't live with. Wear a mask when you are with people you don't live with. Maintain six feet of different distance when you are with people you don't live with. And spend time outdoors, though it's very hard this week, it is, it is better to be outside where the virus can more easily disperse in the open air. We must all work together as a community so we are able to continue taking steps forward. Thank you and stay well. I'll now turn it over to Mayor Rhodes-Conway. Thank you, Janelle. Um, I want to emphasize that these, uh, from the very beginning, our orders uh, have been based in data 
and in science. And that continues today uh, with this new order as we allow more activities to take place. You will see in the new orders that we have a distinction between gatherings that have food and drink and those without. The new orders also require masks in some outdoor settings. We know that keeping our masks on when we are gathering with others is safer, and this order continues to recognize that. And that's why we have the distinction between gatherings that have food and drink, where you'll have to remove your mask, and those that don't, where you can keep your mask on. The order also recognizes what we know about the relative risk of transmission. Smaller gatherings are safer than larger gatherings. Being outside is less risky with respect to the virus than being inside because of that increased airflow. Now, each of us has a different comfort level with risk, but no matter how much risk you are willing to take personally, we need you to continue to help to reduce our collective risk. We need you to help preserve our ability to care for the most vulnerable among us by wearing a mask, keeping a six-foot distance from people outside your household, and washing your hands frequently. Together, we can reduce the transmission of COVID-19, including the new variants. And together, we can keep our community safe and healthy until we are all vaccinated. Thank you, and I'll hand it over to County Executive Parisi now. Thank you, Mayor and Janelle. I appreciate it very much. Well, we've been through a lot together this past year, and I want to again thank everyone for doing your part to help keep this virus in check. Because of your hard work and our community coming together and doing the right thing, we have one of the lowest rates of infection and one of the lowest mortality rates in the entire state, despite the size of our community. While we're not quite yet in the home stretch, it is in sight. And our goal now is to keep the virus at bay until we can get more people vaccinated. We are in a race between the variant and the vaccine. There's a lot of hope out there regarding the vaccine. As you may have heard, last week we applied to become one of two regional federal vaccination sites in the state. Um, we're hopeful. We're waiting, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll have news and there's a potential that by the end of March, that site could be up and running to the benefit of us all. Every time this virus spreads, it has an opportunity to mutate. So it's critically important that we continue to mask up and to practice social distancing while we continue to ramp up vaccinations. We can influence how the next couple of months unfold. And if we continue to be vigilant, and use caution, we will head into the spring in a much stronger position and reach physical, emotional, and economic recovery that much sooner. So thank you again for your commitment to staying safe. We've come a long way together as a community, and we will come out of this together as a community. Thank you. Thank you, County Executive. We'll take questions now um, if you want to use the raise hand feature. All right, we'll start with Jennifer Cleese. Hi. Um, 
I was wondering, um, County Executive, if you could talk a little bit more about what you just mentioned with the application to become a vaccination site. What exactly would this mean for our community? Um, you know, how many vaccines could be done there if this were to happen? And is there enough supply for this? Yeah, so as, as we've seen, um, supply, you know, has, has been the main challenge, certainly for our, for our region, um, and we're seeing across the state for a long time now. We currently have the infrastructure to deliver more vaccine than is available to us. And that's really a testament to our public health department, to our partners in healthcare, and to all the good work that we've done on the ground. So we're ready right now to distribute and to, to give more vaccine um, should and when we get it. Regarding the federal site, um, Dane County Emergency Operations Center Emergency Management applied to the federal government to become one of those two regional sites. And we hope to hear within a couple of weeks if that will be so. And we're told um, that if we become one of those sites, we could be um, receiving six, up to 6,000 vaccines a day that could be going out. Now, the federal government would come in and run that program. We would certainly support them and partner with them in any way that we can. And you know, public health and others will continue their vaccination efforts. Um, but that would it would increase you know our ability to vaccinate people um, by an incredible amount. You know, not just here in Dane County, but in the region. And we all benefit from that. So we're cautiously optimistic and waiting um, to hear back from the federal government. You. Any other questions? Please use the raise hand feature in Zoom, which is at the bottom of your screen. Uh, Jennifer, do you have a follow-up? Yeah, I do. Um, so would that 6,000 be like separate from the statewide allocation or would that have to come from the state allocation? I don't know if, um, I don't, I don't know if Janelle knows the specifics on how that would be delivered better than I do. I don't know the mechanics of that piece of it. If, if not, we could follow up with you. Sure, I'm happy to answer. Um, as we understand, that would be a separate allocation to this federal vaccination site than what um, the state receives right now that's being disseminated throughout Wisconsin. So it would be a wonderful addition of supply for our, our state and our region. Any other questions? Going once, going twice. I mean, I guess if no one else for the third time questions, um, I will throw some more out there. You know, we're we're seeing numbers that Dane County is doing pretty well with vaccines. Um, is this possibly because we're getting more supply of the Moderna vaccine, or is this just? I guess, what do you attribute that to? So, would you like me to jump in? No, Janelle, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't know if we can. Um, say anything definitively. I can tell you that from the public health department's perspective, we are working and in constant communication with all the vaccinators that have been approved um, to administer vaccine in Dane County. And there are many. Um, none of us are receiving as much as we have the capacity to administer on a daily or weekly basis, but we all are committed to getting those out as quickly as possible. And I think that is part of um, what you're seeing is this collective push um, to get those no, you know, shots in arms, no pun intended, um, with, you know, with the push and the, and the coordination that we have going on here. Yeah, I think it's really a testament to Janelle and her team, again, as well as our healthcare partners across the county, 
that they have put together and coordinated an infrastructure that is capable of delivering many more vaccines than are actually available to us right now. So, um, you know, we're, we're really proud of the job that Janelle and her team have done and, and the partners who have come together across the community. Um, so as, as much vaccine as we can get, they can get it in people's arms. All right, we have a question from Jorge Rodas from Spectrum. Um, I guess when I started this, right? Uh, just a quick question. You know, to, this has been a long year for all of us, but to be at a point where we can talk about easing restrictions, um, albeit cautiously, you know, how does it feel like to finally be at a point where we can we can look ahead to days like these? Well, I can jump in and then please uh, others if you want to add. I, you know, I think that it's it, I'm I'm hopeful. Um, and it certainly has been a, a long and difficult year. And, um, you know, we are just past the the one-year anniversary of our first case uh, here in Dane County. And uh, I think it's important to take a moment to sort of pause and reflect and recognize how hard it has been um, to live through this pandemic. And um, But I am hopeful that you know we are f continuing to follow the data and um, continuing to ease off the restrictions uh, as appropriate. And I'm most hopeful about the vaccine. And um, you know, really, again, hopeful that we the supply will increase. Hopeful that we'll be chosen uh, for as a federal site um, and get even more supply, um, and that we can work through the priority tiers uh, of who can be vaccinated um, to the point where we can actually get everybody vaccinated and and really um, up our collective immunity to COVID. This virus is going to be with us uh, forever. It's not going away. Um, the question is, how do we um, defend ourselves against it? And, and the answer really there is the vaccine. So I feel very hopeful. Um, and I'm really glad that we've collectively worked together um, and collaborated enough to get ourselves to this point. Ken Executive, do you want to add anything or Janelle? Sure. I mean, yeah, there is definitely cause for hope. And at the same time, we're probably at one of the most critical junctures of the pandemic. Um, as I said, I wouldn't quite call it the home stretch yet. We're rounding the corner. The home stretch is in sight, but we have this, this, this challenge that we're starting to see the light, but we also have the spread of the variants. We also have a very serious disease that continues throughout our community and, and throughout the globe. And that's why we have to remain vigilant while having hope at the same time. And the, the, the two kind of go together. And it's, you know, the, the, the temptation is we just want to get back to normal life. And what we have to remain mindful of is that we have to remain vigilant and remain careful with everything we do. And if we do that, we are on that road to normalcy again, whatever new normalcy will look like. But the vaccine needs our help right now. The vaccine needs us to continue to mask up and to continue to use caution so we have a chance for it to get out there and for it to do its work. So we need to be excited. We need to re realize that this is a, 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 a critical time, a time of hope, but a time where simultaneously we cannot let our guard down. And if we can do that, we'll get there. We're on our way. Any other questions? Thank you also very much. 
Thank you, Jorge. All right, I'm not seeing any additional questions. So thank you all for joining us today and have a good rest of your day. Mask up and keep washing those hands.